Good evening, alcoholics, and welcome to another episode of the Bar Culture Pubcast. My name is Will, and sitting on the other side of the computer screen is Steve. Say hi, Steve. What's going on, everybody? How you doing today? Uh, today? Not great. No, you're having a not great day I had yesterday. Yeah, uh, today is a ranty day. Today is a fun day. <laughs> today I started today's drinking be, early. So <laughs> I said today's going to be a good, a good ranting day because this this today's topic... Uh, this episode is going to be a, a topic that's kind of been something I've followed for a couple of years and uh, right up uh, kind of in line with uh, my education, my degree, my background. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, you want to introduce the topic? Sure. Today's topic started of me sharing you a meme, which made me laugh. And uh, I know you liked it as well. Um, shared a meme of a candle that was blue and it said uh, blockbuster smell complete with stale weird carpet or whatever um it was kind of like a spoof on like all the the yankee candles or whatever you call those those like scented candles right so uh that kind of brought up the topic of should blockbuster try to come back which i'm on one side of the fence and you're definitely on the other so uh, i think like i said this is going to be a good ranty I think this will be a fun episode. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Hold on. I'm about to beat my dog's ass. I didn't hear him or nothing. No, but he is trying to pin himself in between the tables I have to. Oh, get a boy. Toy and Our mascot is trying to get on a little bit of airtime, isn't he? He's trying to piss me off, is what he's trying to do. <laughs> um, yeah, kind of. You sent me that, but for me, it was um, the guys at work always say. You haven't watched this movie. You haven't watched that movie. Whatever movie it is, it's always something in the '80s or early '90s. Right, right. Uh, no, where's Blockbuster so I can go grab it and watch it? Or do you have a copy? Or because how am I supposed to watch it? Yeah, exactly. Not everything is on Netflix. Not everything is on Hulu. <coughs> I'm sorry, and not everything's on Amazon. No, I, I totally agree with that because there's a lot of stuff that like I would like to sit down and watch, like you know. You know, I'll see like a clip or, you know, someone will make a meme out of something. I'm like, oh, I haven't seen that movie in forever. Oh, but I can't watch it because I don't have one of the streaming subscription services or they had it on. And then, you know, you go to look for it. You're like, you know, you just watched it and then they don't have it on anymore. And it's like, okay, there's no place so I can watch this. So, I mean, you got to go like scrummaging, you know, yard sales and, and trying to figure out where can I find a copy that's even to watch when you just want to sit down and click play and let it let it roll you know hell i learned this like the last year or so i didn't know yeah. they stopped making dvds and movies i don't know why i never thought about it but i wanted uh to see dogma again so i was like oh, let me go on amazon let me try to find it yeah no longer in production so a used no. copy is like 50 bucks yeah there's um it's kind of like music where after a certain amount of time they stop making it and they stop pressing it and you have to wait for whatever the parent company is to like re-release the anniversary edition and you know mark it up an extra 15 bucks or whatever it is All right, well, how many more years do we have to wait for dogma and we need to set I, a timer because i don't know um it speaking it of actually that, um, I, I would say some of those movies like i know uh they're, I, I heard they're making another jay and silent bob i was about to back. bring that up <laughs> yeah <laughs> you I have watched, to watch the trailer i didn't even know why i didn't think of this um, ah, there you dude, go. It's I, it's called Jay and Silent Bob reboot, reboot, yeah, reboot. 
Not Strikes Back, but it's basically the same movie, but set in this angle. time. No, the so oh, okay, okay. So do you remember the? Let, let's go over the plot line of the first one. The Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back was um, their comic book characters, uh, Blunt Man right. and Chronic, were going to be turned into a, a shitty into superhero a movie. movie. Right, exactly. It, this was like Iron Man just came out type of thing was back in the day. Right, exactly. Um, and then that then this one is, hey, you got to go stop them again. They're making a shitty reboot of your shitty movie based on your oh, shitty comic book characters. Awesome. Now, the only thing that I saw was like a little 20-second video of, and I totally just blanked on the guy's name. Kevin Smith and Bob. Jason Mewes. Kevin Smith. Thank you, Kevin Smith. I follow Kevin Smith on Instagram, and he and Jason – Put up a little, hey, this is coming out. Like literally, like a twenty second I saw blurb. That too. Yeah, that's the only thing I I heard about it, and I I just started laughing instantly. I said, this is gonna be one that's uh gonna go in the collection, you know? Like it's oh yeah, they're um, funny movies. So any of you underground occulty um, film buffs out there, yep. mm-hmm. you have to first of all Google Kevin Smith and goes to his IMDb. Anything he's okay. directed. Buy if you can buy it. If you can find, yeah, if you can Clerks, find a copy. Dogma. Clerks Mall two. Rats, Mall rats. Clerks two. Um. Jade Silent Bob Strikes Back. Strike Back. Chasing Amy. Chase. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. Um. And I'm sure there's a few more. You get a lot of yeah. young Matt Damon and Ben Affleck best friends yep. relationship stuff. Yep. But as movies, they're raunchy. They have a comedy outlook. But they're just so good. If you're like a cult comedy but fan, yeah, it's like like you're either gonna love it or you're gonna hate yes, it. Like there's yes. no in between. There, you, no, there is no that was an okay movie. It was either and, this is a great movie or that movie sucked. Period. And what is it? Clerks two is all in black and white. No, is Clerks. That, clerks. Is oh, all Clerks is okay. Okay. So we, I remember because one of my buddies like, oh, I love comedy, whatever, and I'm like, okay, so I think it was, I think I started him with Clerks. And he could not get past the fact that it was black and white. Like, that that's all he talked about the entire movie. He's sitting and trying to watch it, and he wasn't enjoying it. So we put in Clerks 2, and he, he loved it. And I'm like, okay, if you, you have to feel it, like, enjoy what you're watching. You're like, who cares if it's not in color? But we ended up going through Dogma and Mall Rats and all the others, okay. too. But it was just one of those, like, like you have to give it a chance. So, and like I said, you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. So I'm going to reach back into the memory banks because okay. the first time I saw a Kevin Smith Miramax um, movie was it was either Dogma and right. it was a censored version on Rabbit Ear local channel, mm-hmm. like 33. Yeah. I think it was, a it was like late night or something. Yeah. Yeah. And... And then I think I said it came on again, and I recorded it because I had one of those okay. Xena thirteen-inch uh, mm-hmm. VCR TV combos. Yeah, so you yeah. Can record what you're watching, and I recorded it. So that was like I watched that, it, and it was good because I was like ten. Well, oh, dude, you're done with one already. I'm <laughs> I'm not even done with one. Um, so you're I believe introduce- Dogma was the first okay. one I watched. Okay. Mall Rats was the same thing, but I think it was on cable, so it was a little less edited, but still. And you edited. don't, 
Yeah, you don't necessarily have to watch them in order. Uh, no, I mean no, no. it's it's all kind of the same wheelhouse, the same I genre. I didn't watch. You know? Cler- I watched Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back next, and I watched that on like DVD. And I don't remember okay. why I had it. Or right, yeah, I, just, I think it was a blockbuster talking. used movie cheap buy one yeah. day. Um, yeah. After I watched that, I did my research. I found mm-hmm. Clerks. I forget how it wasn't streaming yet, so no. Um, but I watched Clerk. Uh, you know what it might have been as we were talking earlier on the phone uh, to yeah. swing it back into the conversation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Blockbuster online. Online, think, right? Oh, that's how I started watching all of them again. Was Blockbuster okay. online? Right, right. When I was in high school, because my cousin used to work for Blockbuster as gotcha. did you. Um, yeah. And so she got me like a free look here. Just get your whatever. So yeah. I started. Then I watched Clerks. And then Chasing Amy, and then I kind of rewatched all the other ones, Dogma and Chasing Amy is probably the one I've only seen once. Like Chasing I, I Amy can't... is one I watch about every three years. Yeah, it, like I said, it's it's not one that I've I've watched more than once. I would be surprised if I had, maybe I have. I just don't realize it. Um, but kind of getting back to the kind of getting back to the whole uh, blockbuster thing. Well, I tied blockbuster in there. No, no, absolutely. But as far as like, well, I, I agree. There's a there's a need for a company to take and specialize in the old movies that you can't find on DVD, that you can't find in the blockbuster five dollar, two dollar, one dollar bin. There's like, no more I mean, blockbuster bins. I'm sorry, not not blockbuster. But Best uh, Buy, Best Buy, Walmart yeah. type. You know the the there's 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 got to be to go right? off on another tangent. Is if you're a movie person and like yeah. movies, great place to spend like 15 minutes just digging through. Oh yeah, you can pick up some good movies you've seen that you like that may not necessarily it's like be that you watch classics. Exactly. Uh-huh. That for two or three bucks you could yeah. throw in your collection to have. Yeah, five exactly. Bucks, five bucks, but yeah. what's five bucks? Even the still. problem is the problem. What I had is I found like ten and would yeah. walk out with forty, fifty dollars in movies. <laughs> But the, but that like I said, that's easy to do. Mm-hmm. And and but going back to it, it's like you know, there's there's definitely I could see someone has to uh, someone has to be able to fill that need because everybody's getting in on the streaming right now. Netflix is taking and they're doing their all their all their own production, all their own shows. They're taking over shows where they're getting canceled. Well, and they're they're not doing a lot of the old stuff anymore. Go ahead. Okay, with that, we need to. Um, take a break for our weekly <laughs> pause for the cause. Pause for the cause. Of we are because, actually okay. because I'm about to go off, and <laughs> we're ten minutes in, almost eleven. We need to do a uh, a reading of what we're drinking while I go rant off, and um, okay. and I need to crack another one before the rant. So see, this is that while you're ranting, I'll probably actually go get another one because I actually opened mine like at 7.30 and I was like, oh yeah, this is pretty good. So yeah, it's kind of sitting drinking. So. so we are back with the linen kugels. Kegels? Linen kegels? <laughs> Kegel, Kegel okay. exercising? <laughs> <laughs> we just offended half of our audience. That's oh, fine. impressed um, them either to way. Get proper, to get proper pronunciation, go listen to the other one we did, the Summer Shandy. We did the Summer Shandy, the, right. This one we're doing is Gunner. No. We're not Gunner playing. the mascot making his first appearance to this episode. Um, we're doing the Grapefruit Shandy, which I believe yes. is a year-round product, but... Kind of fits in the theme of summer um, drinks. 
Right. I uh, I don't know if it's a year-round thing. I've not seen. It seems like during the summer you have more of the shanties. Um, not yeah, I, you know, round, I think but maybe happens. I look for them. Well, yeah, I mean, you've worked in industries where you have like the year yearly supply demand time, right? Exactly. Seasonal yeah, yeah. Supply and demand. Seasonal. Should I say? Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. I think what happens is maybe it's just more the fall in the winter. Like the grocery stores don't purchase as much, and then right, it starts exactly. getting hotter again. Yeah, in the spring and then the summer. Um they buy more quantity and give it more shelf space. Absolutely. Because it doesn't say limited release, which the summer, summer Shandy does. Okay, did. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think I've had this in like October before. Cause I've had okay, it before. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I saw it at the store. I go, Hey, we did the other one. Let's give this one a, uh, mm-hmm. a shout out since we're in the summer festive mood. Absolutely. Um, this is one however, that I actually like. I did get a email requesting a, a try of a drink. Oh, really? I re- yeah. I replied to the email. I said, we Wonderful. won't get to it, but cool. it, it is a drink probably for late October, early November. Kind of right, cool. to fit with the seasonal. So we're going to sure. get to it. Um, it is a, you're not going to enjoy it, but it's a stout, like double barrel type 14% alcohol. Steve will be taking two or three sips. I and like stouts, but it it depends on on the balance and the and the palate of it. If you so, go in the emails, you can you can see it. You can see what it is. I'll, it's I'll one of those that comes out. in the fourteen ounce bottle or the not fourteen, but like twenty something ounce. Say it's the oh, bigger okay, bottle that you yeah, pour yeah. out. Yeah. It's okay. It's one of those. So all right, I got you. Back to um, back to I, this. This is great for Channy. I love it. Um, I, I do too, honestly. Like I, I like this a lot better. And I like the summer shanty, but I like this better. So I think the flavor's a lot better, and it's more of a ruby red grapefruit. It's not just like grapefruit, grapefruit. Um, exactly it's a, what I was saying. Yeah, I say it's a very well balanced. Um, again, with the notes, it's uh, brewed with honey and natural flavors, and it tastes like something you could make it at the house. I mean, it's it's good. It's um, deceptively good. It just yeah. If you like citrus, and I, I'm sure I've said on the show before, I love citrus, um, lime, grapefruit, all of it. I mean, this is good stuff. This is stuff that I enjoy. Um, like I said, it is a light drinking beer as well. It's only 4.2% uh, alcohol. Um, it's like I said, super tasty, and it goes down easy and smooth and light. And it's uh, like I said, I've I've enjoyed the one I had, and I'm probably going to have another one here in a minute. So. Go ahead. As Steven was saying, my turn. Go ahead. Because you stole my red ruby uh, wine. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> we did not discuss this previously. We, we had like a two-minute phone conversation. And then, oh, yeah, how's your week going? And that rant between ourselves. And then uh, we're like, okay, record time, set, let's go, you know? Yeah, we can't so. talk too much on recording days. Then we get it all out, and then it's no fun for anybody. Yeah, exactly. It loses all the momentum on our rants. However, yes, very red ruby like. It's not bitter. It's not sour. It's sweet, but not overly sweet. Absolutely, yeah. It's like I said, it's a great balance. And and what I like about it, unlike um, the if you didn't like the summer shandy or thought it was a little too lemony, mm-hmm. because it pretty much was lemon zest in liquid form, which isn't right. bad, but it's not no. one you can drink all day. Like I can start. My, I can have one or two at the start, and then I gotta switch it up to something less citrusy. It's like I too much. Okay. Yeah, um, I got. This you. is like a perfect all dayer. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it's yeah, it's, it, it's, it's a perfect all day, fun. especially if you're in a barbecue. So if you're a summer town like or a summer state or whatever, where you're outside most of the summer because it's hot, but the beer's cold, and this is a good cold beer. And it's almost like having um, like a Mike's Hard without worrying, like you're looking like about a looking stupid. Yeah. Exactly, mm-hmm. and, dude. And it's not very beer flavored at all. No, no, it doesn't have that that alcohol uh, taste at the end of it at all. I mean, it, it it's is good. a Weiss beer though. It is or, absolutely or a Weiss a Weiss beer. If you a Weiss beer, know, um, pronounce it correctly. There you go. It is like I said. It's it's something that is easy drink. Um, it is I think fantastic. This is a, this is something like for those who's like, oh, I don't like beer, uh, which I know, I know few that are like, oh, I don't like beer. I don't like the taste of beer. Well, you just haven't tasted the right one. And yeah. I think this one you could, you could introduce is a beer yeah. for everybody. And yeah. And this is definitely one if you're a I don't like beer person, but you don't want people to know and you go to a barbecue, pick up yeah. a six pack of these and you just go, oh, this is what I felt like. Drink. You know, I trying something new. Yeah, you could tell people that, and they'll write it off as okay, because you know there's people like us who try new stuff all the time. Absolutely, uh, like I said, it's something that I and actually like I got it, and I had one uh, the other day when I picked up the six pack. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna start now because I knew I was gonna like it. I didn't know I was gonna like it as like better than the other one, but like I said, I do like it. There's uh there's another one which we haven't done. I know I've mentioned it on the the. Uh, the series before that uh, we will get at some point. It's uh, actually German import, but a lot of like the local German places and uh, like Total Wine carries it too. Speaking so, of imports, yes, I have a surprise to the audience and Esteban. Yes, we have beer from Michigan. Nice. We have probably that- two episodes worth of beer from Michigan. Wow, that is awesome. My buddy. Uh, Faster is than it? Dan, Dan Helmers. Uh, nice, FTD Racing. FTD nice. Racing. Dude, I love he it. hates that <laughs> shit. <laughs> I love the it. The story behind that is fantastic. And I, it is. I have You're to drag going? him over here, but he's too old and responsible of an adult to, with a family to do stupid shit like this with us. But oh, if man. he could tell the story, it would be great. But um, he works for the National Park Service as a, right. a patrolman. and. Right. He comes in all the time with the boats, and he recognized me from airboating. So we started, like, talking, talking, and we are like, all right, cool. So he brought his personal boat, and he's like, yeah, I use this thing, like, all, just in the summers, and then it goes right. to Michigan for a week. Oh, nice. So we got it running. I go, oh, dude, you're going to Michigan? He goes, yeah. I go, hey, is there any local-only stuff? Local he goes, beer, yeah. oh, yeah. I go, hey, and I told him what we do. He goes, oh, dude, that's cool. I'll hook you up. No worries. Dude, came in the other is, day. We talked for forty-five is, minutes with the beer sitting there on the counter. That um, is awesome. And I was like, "So, what do you need?" He goes, "Oh, nothing. I was just bored. It's all sitting on the counter, so figured I'd see you. I haven't seen you since I got back. I was like, all right, chill." So that we have beer from Michigan. Awesome. I saw an FTD sticker. Uh, I see them everywhere. I don't have I, one. I need to get one. No, I know, but I, I saw one up. It was up this area though, and I, I, I like, I, I did a double take, like. Oh, that's hysterical! Because I hadn't seen one since I had lived down there, so yeah, I saw that the other day. I just started laughing like that. That's too much. That's funny. Yeah. 
Oh, that's great. listening to the podcast who wants to do a post, just hashtag it um, FTD Racing FTD on Racing. Instagram. <laughs> I love it. I want to get phone calls. Oh, that's so, oh, that's so good. I uh, No, that, that's that's very funny. That's so, awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Then. But to swing back, now that I'm halfway through beer number two, and I only packed three in my cooler, oh, okay. um, I might have to go for four or five. This might be a sixer. <laughs> With this easy drinking beer. So, there you go. Um, here we go. Streaming services. All right. So, everybody's streaming the new stuff or the popular series or the like the most requested stuff. But nobody's doing like the, you know, summertime movies that you used to, you know, as a kid, you used to wear the VCR out watching all these movies over and over and over again. And I think some of that's probably because of the digital format, you know, from VHS to digital. No. I know I know a lot of them. A lot of them went over to DVDs, um, but I, I think some of it is just that. I mean, there's, like you said, when we were younger, you could you could go to Blockbuster and you know walk down the the wire racks of all the different genres or all the new releases or yeah. See, here's the great thing about Blockbuster. Blockbuster wasn't just new movies, so no, this they is had how, all types of randomness yeah, too. Yeah, this is how this whole. I'm gonna back it up to the beginning. Go ahead. So I get criticized at work for never seeing like planes, trains, and automobiles. Okay. Which I'm not saying is not on a streaming service, but to make a point, I said, "No, I haven't seen it." Do you? You got to see it. I'm like, "Well, do you have a copy?" No. No. Go. Okay. Where do I go to get it? I don't know. I'm I don't like, know. There's no blockbuster yep. around. Exactly. I'm like, it may be on a streaming service, but do I have the time and energy to? Um, search it on every streaming service. And how many streaming services are there? There's three big ones. Mm-hmm. There's Get Netflix. ready to be four with Disney. Okay. Which Disney right. bought Hulu. So I don't oh, know they did? Di- yes, Disney bought Hulu. So I don't know what Disney's okay. doing with Hulu. Um, my theory was that, and I predicted this a year or so ago. Right. Um. I didn't predict that they were going to buy Hulu. I predicted they were going to start a streaming service. When they right. bought Hulu, it surprised me because Hulu is owned by like all the major TV broadcast stations. ABC, Fox, CBS. Okay, but here's the thing. Disney owns ABC and, and CBS, I believe, or, or one of the I others. Know they own ABC and ESPN and Marvel. ESPN, they okay. Own, they yeah. own a lot. They're becoming yeah. a quiet monopoly. Right, and, exactly. But... That might have been their foothold, but they outright bought Hulu, from nice. my understanding. But I, or okay. they are a contributor partner now. Okay. Well, that's that will make the integration for them to get everything up and online. And I don't know if those who, who are out there might have noticed. Well, a lot of the Disney movies got pulled like a year ago, I think it was. Or well, here's what happened. So it actually, the big freakout came when. Marvel shows were getting pulled from Netflix. Right. So when that happened, everyone freaked out, at least on the yeah. nerd forums. Yeah. That's when I started saying, I go, yeah, but Disney's getting ready to launch. They own They're too many production own. companies. Exactly. They're getting ready to launch something that's going to be a Disney haven. And they're yeah. going to charge God knows what, but people will pay it because it has something Absolutely. for everybody. Yeah. So that, that started, and I was like, okay. Um, they did like another Jessica Jones on Netflix, I believe. Like one more yeah. season. Yeah. And I think that's the last one. But what happened with that is contract. I looked way into it, so I was yeah, educated yeah. about it. Plus, good, good 20, 30 minute rant. 
There you um, go. Well, get your rant because I still got notes too. Yeah. So. Oh no, we're going. <laughs> we're good. And um, but yeah, so they bought that. I knew they're gonna start something when they bought Hulu. I was like, okay, this is interesting. So they're gonna do one yeah. of two things. They're gonna repurpose Hulu, or they're no. just gonna integrate inside of Hulu. That's what I think they do. I think they should do, but I've been hearing talks that they're going to have, like, Disney Stream, a whole Disney Stream app. So they might be just using Hulu to get the foundation the same way um, SiriusXM bought Pandora a while ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they bought Pandora because they needed that instant podcasty type stuff. Yep. And they're starting to integrate some of SiriusXM xm content into pandora now right and i noticed that some of them have like channels they're based off of xm mm -hmm. stations and stuff yeah so. they're starting they're, they're they're feeling it out they redid their serious xm app because i am a subscriber i have it okay um they redid and updated that to where it actually is working much better because it was garbage before nice nice so that's probably what disney's gonna do I thought they should just be um, just ship all their stuff into the Hulu category, or what? What they could do is like, and for those but, of you, or you have use, a Disney tab inside of Hulu. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. You know, for okay, you have a Hulu account. Well, for an extra whatever fee, you can have access to all Disney Vault or whatever they, you know, whatever they decide to call it. That's not and a bad idea if you're looking at it from a business standpoint, which you yeah. Would. Yeah, let's say from business standpoint, so that's what I would do. I'd be like, okay, listen, we now own Hulu. We're gonna have a Disney section of Hulu, and you know, it'll be like like cable. They say, hey, you don't have this, you don't have access to this programming, but for an extra fee or you know, like a pay per view thing. Oh, you wanna watch uh, whatever Beauty and the Beast? Well, yeah, two dollars. We'll throw it on the account, and uh, boom, we can stream it yeah, right now. Amazon Prime does that. They have a rent or buy option. It's like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or three ninety nine yeah, to rent yeah. and like fifteen bucks to buy, depending yeah. on the movie. I think. Um, yeah, it but they also is. have, um, and I think Hulu does too. They have premium channels for cable on Amazon Prime. Okay. So okay. it's like whatever. It's the same amount that the cable is. I looked into it. Yeah, um, I've actually never really messed with the Hulu or with that. Yeah, Hulu either. The but only the, reason I have Hulu is because during Christmas time. Groupon had a for a one penny a month nice. thing. So I pay one cent a month for a year. And then the can cheapest you like every is, lifetime? Huh? Can you keep like rolling that for like a lifetime? If they do another one. No, I think because it's registered with email. But it's oh. only the basic's only eight ninety nine. The problem with Hulu is the basic is commercial. Basics. You can't fast oh, okay. forward. It's like YouTube ads and clipped yeah. in episodes. And then it's like 15 bucks for the one where there's no ads and they okay. they already do like a three package tier and mm -hmm. restrict um certain programming already i gotcha um yeah and so hulu is not one i watch all the time either um but i have um i watched it for a show that they actually and i figured out why it disappeared from hulu and went to netflix but for like a day, I didn't know that. Okay. That was Lucifer, and that's because Fox dropped oh, yeah. the, dropped the uh, contract. Yeah, and uh, and Netflix picked it up and started doing and their Netflix own. Netflix picked it up, but I didn't know yeah. that. So I don't yeah, know that because. Oh uh, uh, no! 
I, I was to say, I only know that because uh, I think it was somebody at work was talking about it, and then I think like, I talked oh, yeah, about, about, about it to you too. Um, it is possible, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was uh, like I said, there's definitely a lot of options out there. Um, there's some places that they only host like current shows, um, you know that season they'll have whatever show what i like about hulu is if you don't have a lot of dvr space and yeah. you're a local channel person right um you can go to hulu and watch local channels like the shows like yeah. the next day so if you oh, don't have a lot of dvr space and you don't want to dvr that show but you know it's going to be yeah. on hulu the next day and you want to kind of keep up you can do it that way for, like i said for a penny it was worth it I see. I didn't know that, that anybody offered stuff like that, other than like the NBC. Like if you have certain subscription it's or whatever. It's not every local channel, but it's like Fox, ABC. Right. It's the stuff the channels I typically program from. I don't think gotcha. NBC's in it. I could. Well, like, like I said, I know NBC has their own like mm-hmm. subscription stuff, but like I said, that, that's just the one that popped into my mind because I, I I have the NBC channel on the Roku when I stream from the Roku. And a lot of the stuff is like, oh, this just got posted. And then I look at it and I'm like, oh, yeah, they, they want to charge whatever their charge is to, to watch it. So, yeah. I've never, I mean, it's, it's nice to know that it's there if I ever got that bored, you know. Um, yeah, so, if you wanted to watch, like, uh, The Good Doctor, let's say. Like okay. me. And I didn't have the DVR space. I was behind, you know. It happens to people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you get locked in on a Netflix original binge. And then, like, that's yeah. what I'm in now. So, I went yeah. from... The boys on Amazon Prime to Mrs. Maisel on Amazon Prime, which Amazon Prime, fuck you, okay? For oh, oh, dude, my shitty day started last night. See, that's how my shitty day started on Tuesday, which yeah, my shitty day started last <laughs> night with um, coming home, getting dinner ready, sitting down, gonna watch the next episode of my Amazon Prime show, and it telling me video not available. So I spent 30 minutes, and you know how I get. I'm already annoyed from being at work. I just want to sit down and eat dinner and watch my show. Right, exactly. And it's not working. So now I have to fix it. And I spend 30 minutes. I deregister my TV, deregister my cable box, re-sign in. Still not available. My phone, not available. Computer, not available. Nothing's fucking available. It doesn't work. So I had to go to DVR, and I felt... I honestly felt really primitive going to DVR. <laughs> I really did. It feels after because I've done like two months right now of streaming binge, streaming. yeah, bouncing shows. See, um, I've I've played with DVRs in the past, but I, like I don't have one on my current package, which I need to up, upgrade. I know what package I'm I'm gonna get, but see, I don't depending have on one. what you watch, though, you don't have to upgrade, and you can pay the eight ninety nine and get like Hulu. Yeah, and get those shows. It depends on what you want to watch. Right. Well, the uh, I mean, the I stuff... can help you plan your cable package on on the podcast if you like, <laughs> dude. I've done a lot of research into it because I almost dumped cable and went straight streaming. Yeah. See. See. And I'm at the point where, like, the season coming up, football season is kind of like where I watch cable, see, and that's about it. I don't watch football like I should. I play fantasy football. I know you see you and I, I are on totally I different. Play pan- I play I play fantasy football and watch little football. 
Yeah, See, I watch Steve watches a ton of football, right. and I kick his ass in fantasy football. <laughs> but one thing's real, one thing's not. <laughs> yeah, but I win, and that's the point. Okay, you, you win at the fake one. <laughs> that's fine. No, I no, it win. is fun, absolutely. No, but it's oh. just like Gunner. I swear. By the way, you need to give me the, the info on the uh, the fantasy football because I have a friend in Texas who's going to join us. Uh, so we'll, we'll cover that off here. That. Hold on. Gunner, Absolutely. Cords. Gunner, I know you don't understand. Step back. So, so we started kind of like the topic of, you know, and I was thinking it was going to be more of the should they bring Blockbuster back, right? Um, so I actually did a lot of research about Blockbuster itself and just kind of, what happened to it and where's it going now like, like you mentioned i worked with blockbuster for a brief summer that was right towards the end like the writing was definitely on the wall oh yeah and um yeah it's like we knew where it was headed and i kind of got to see from the inside of you know first the explosion of the 90s yeah. mega bomb that was exactly sorry, sorry guys i've been listening to um side side, side beer three so side beer route. Three, <laughs> The um, um, Dan Carlin, no side route. Dan Carlin's um, hardcore history. If you're, oh, dude, have you listened to that? Okay, have you listened I, I to the one about like, the Atomic Age? No, it's, I saw it's called like, Blitz, or... the Destroyer of Worlds. It's a six-hour okay. one podcast instead of a series of wow. episodes. Nice. Yeah, it, he does it at different days, but it talks about the I birth got... to now okay. of the Atomic Age with the atomic bomb. Mm-hmm. into um, where we are now with the nukes we have and how world leaders who obtained them, mostly us in Russia, navigated right. this weird um, tightrope walk of having nuclear weapons and not using them but being effective. Super interesting. Yeah, I, I would so binge that. And you're going to have to remind me Three first. days straight, right after I listened to the rise and fall of the Japanese empire, which came nice. with the atomic bomb. Um, nice. You know, so I went off that straight into atomic bombs for, and I've that been that on for a week. the hardcore history, dude, you got to Yeah. Like I said, I know of it. I, I think I listened to one dude. of the first, one of the first ones and that was like, I never just followed up on it, but I mean, I, I love history anyhow. So yeah. Oh, well that, this is military but, history, which is great. Yeah. It's like, a better audio version of what the History Channel should have done. Should be. That makes exactly. sense. Uh-huh. Should have done in yeah. the 90s when they were focusing on World War II. Right. And I love now World War they're II. garbage as far as history goes. Interesting, exactly. but it's garbage. It's a whole other type of history. It's like a yeah, absolutely. cultural it's history. traumatized. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, like I said, so going after Steve off that, has to right? go through his notes. I'm gonna try to. I'm going through my notes. Time. I'm gonna fight for my airtime. Dang it! Uh, no. <laughs> I told you it was in. gonna be a ranty day, dude. I'm pent up. I'm ready to go. Uh, I'm ready to fight. I'll throw that in for one of the listeners we discussed earlier. I wanted I wanted to intro today's show with "What's up, motherfuckers?" But my mom listens, and I don't think she would like hearing that first off the bat. But I literally want. That's how I wanted to catch everyone. Well, What's up, to- motherfuckers? Because I was in that mood of just let's go. Oh, dude. Uh, I got to tell you something off air that was quite funny. I, I, I meant to send it to you. I didn't have a chance. Anyhow, so back to the blockbuster implosion um, and, and the lessons we come out of it. 
you know, throw in some history. Here's a history lesson. Um, so, like I said, I did some research of what was going on, like, towards the end. Now, Blockbuster obviously was a, it wasn't just an American phenomenon. It was actually global. Like, they had stores all over the planet. And it really was, like, the biggest and best and, like, the name brand in entertainment, home entertainment. You know, it wasn't, oh, what are you going to do? It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to Netflix and chill. It's like Blockbuster and, and you know, whatever. Make it a Blockbuster. That's a that was Netflix and shows. Oh, blockbuster night. Like that literally cause they're advertising for years, you know? Um, Dude, but it Friday was, night was blockbuster night. That was my childhood. Yeah. There was, and, like, and, and it wasn't every Friday, but when it was no, uh, like, okay, yeah, like a month or something or, you know, it, no, dude, it was like, especially in the summers, but it was like, okay, we're going to blockbuster. Yep. I forget what we picked up. I think it was Taco Bell because Taco Bell was right next to my blockbuster. Right, exactly. I think yep. it was, but I could be. We picked up that or Pizza Hut. And, okay. And then um, we picked up like two or three movies. I would get a movie. We'd get a family movie. And then right. my mom and dad would get a movie that they'd watch together. So we'd watch the family movie. Right. And then I would go and watch my movie. They watched their movie. There and, you go. I mean, it was, dude, it was great. Yeah. And it's like, you, I mean, like I said, it, it's interesting because they, they did. They went from the huge driving force on the planet to all of a sudden withering and wallowing in debt. And it's, uh, if you if you Google it, if you're a numbers nerd, you can look at how much they were losing a year um, and at what their stake was and what their operating expenses was. And it, it seemed pretty, not pretty rapid, but... When I got into the inside, like when I started working there and I saw how corporate approached everything as of we're blockbuster, we don't have to change. It just like kind of, you know, that burying your head. They changed. And I can tell you where it started because I remember thinking when it started. Well, here's the thing. They they tried to they had a fake change, but they changed too late is what happened. They didn't change enough. They were too rigid in that what too. they were trying. That that's what that's what it got them. Is that they they were too rigid. You had um, Netflix originally, and I'm sure some people may not remember, but Netflix originally, I didn't actually do any re- research on Netflix. It was an online order. You would order it. They would ship you well, the, the movies. Here's movies, what happened. Movies at the time. Here's what happened. Two things happened. Netflix, which you covered, and. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen here, which I, might be why you're not thinking of it. But when I was about 14, 15. Give me like a year for that. Like, 2004, 2005. Okay. It, it didn't happen here because I don't remember seeing it unless I just don't remember seeing it. Right. But in North Carolina, Redbox was a hit. Yeah. And there, Redbox was at a Walgreens that was right next door to a Blockbuster. Wow. And it was cheaper. Yep. By like two or three bucks. Because it was mm-hmm. back then it was 99 cents a night. Right. Whereas Blockbuster, you had to get like, did they have a, I don't remember, did they have a one night or was it a two to three night minimum? <sighs> Man, and like I said, I, I, it was a summer that I worked there. I don't remember Hold the pricing structures. I really don't. I'm sure you could Google it. But it seemed like it, it was like a two night was like five bucks or something. I if, can. I can Does that maybe, yeah, I can maybe, something like that. Yeah, I can maybe fix this. Hold on. No, go ahead. While you're looking that up. And then they went to like this, oh, no late fee. 
fees. But what they would do is they wouldn't charge you, and then if it was over a week that that you had you it, then they would charge you the full. Huh? You owned it, right? Yeah, they would charge you like thirty bucks for a movie. And so it's like, okay, yeah, they they sold you the movie, but then if you returned it, it was like, oh. Well, we'll charge you two dollars a day for however many days. And most of the time, people would just like you know. And, and I was on on the receiving end of these discussions of why the hell did I even bring it back? Type stuff, you know. Like people would lose their stuff on it because oh, you're charging me the the what happened to no late fees? Well, yeah, we charged you for the movie, but I don't want a movie here. I'm returning the movie now. Give me my money back. Well, that's not how it works because in the fine print it says that. There's a daily, you know, charge yeah. of whatever, and you had it for so many days, and that's more than the movie itself. Oh, then give me the movie again, you know? Like, it, they they just didn't seem like they wanted to change, or they're able to change fast enough. So that was part of it, was the pricing structure. They never were able to iron that out to be competitive. Even though you could go get it in hand that night, it was still cheaper and less a hassle to do it from Netflix. Okay, I have two movies. I won't get another movie till I send another movie well, in. Well, like you I know? said, you also had Redbox. Same and, time. Yeah, same and, time frame. I think Redbox was a year earlier. Whatever. But it was within the... It was a one-two punch is what happened. And when Redbox... Because I remember it's like 99 cents. And back then they had some stuff that dated back a little bit. Because okay, they were yeah. brand yeah, new. They were, so they they were, were start- taking whatever they can get. Yeah. And then and, you had Netflix, like you're saying, where it's two, right two to three days to get. Right now, the 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 other thing too was that you know people would ask the, the blockbuster leadership about, oh well, you know, how are you going to approach the Netflix thing, and how are you going to approach this and that, and they outright said, oh, Netflix isn't our competitors. Our competitors, I think they said Apple and Walmart. <laughs> I don't know why those two. But I guess they said Walmart because everyone would go buy, you know, everyday low prices at Walmart and actually buy there or buy the candy there or something. I don't know why Apple, though. Like uh, I, I, Because I, iTunes had movies. Oh, that's something. You had I the iTouch. So their big oh. thing was, and that was the same time, before 2005. Yeah, right um, in that, yeah. So you could buy movies or in DVDs you would get digital downloads. So you could buy the movie for... Yeah. 10 bucks and get a DVD with a digital code to go to iTunes and get a free digital copy. So you had it on your iTouch. And for anybody interested, I have like a closet full of DVDs with the digital, you know, Yo. it will still work. Same yeah. yeah. <laughs> so no, like I said, so that, that was the thing is that blockbuster, they not even did they not acknowledge the threat, which was killing them. They just, completely ignored i mean it was just like no that's not our our, our niche but at okay. the same time to all the customers that was their niche and so it's like the their leadership didn't see the, the threat and then the customers are like by the way we're leaving and they're telling us and trust me like i said i worked there i heard i heard every every option and, and then some oh i can just go stream it for so-and-so you know for cheaper than than you're charging me oh you don't have it what do you mean you don't have it you're know, like oh I've gotten in here before. But By the time you worked like, there, they oh, had oh. streaming. Yes. Yes. But, but oh, the streaming service. Yeah, exactly. Um, like I said, I was there towards the end. Yeah, I'm um, still living in the age of mailing. Because okay, okay, you said yeah. they didn't change. Here's when Netflix originally started, as you go back to your point, that the mm-hmm. mailing service. Um, 
Blockbuster came out with Blockbuster Online, which Online. was the same yep. concept. And like I said, right. I had that because my cousin. Yeah. When yeah. my cousin left, I think I was working, so I paid for Netflix. Okay. And about that time is when they started, like the year after I started with Netflix, they started mm-hmm. the um, pay, the streaming. The streaming, yeah. And it was the same price. Like, they kept... Right. You got the time, and... Um, and you had the streaming, but the streaming wasn't great then. No, no, because you, you're still in the, the lower end. You didn't have the, it took a solid bandwidth. decade almost. Oh Maybe yeah. Not that long. Six years though. But yeah, you couldn't have had a streaming service as the, as we know it now and the, the amount and the quality available because there just wasn't, there wasn't the space. There wasn't the hosting capabilities. Like it was all gone, you know. Like the the it it just technically wasn't wasn't possible. Um, the other the other thing is too that they uh they just didn't like I said they didn't take and realize their own vulnerability with that. They, they thought that they were the biggest and best, and they were for for oh yeah a, they killed long, Hollywood Video. Yeah, Who Hollywood Video. Hollywood Video. There was exactly. like one ever I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, well, Which is maybe Donos now, I think. Yep, exactly. Yeah. No, it's the CBS. It, it... No, I thought it was uh, where the four eyes is. At least mm-hmm. the one cuz it was like almost do straight yeah, across it was right across from Blockbuster. Yeah, it's where the four eyes is. Okay. So, yeah, that's that's where it was. And then the, the the other thing too was that Blockbuster because they did have the power, they bought out a lot of the mom and pop shops, and then they would make others offers. Hey, listen, we want to you know either buy you out or do you want to become a franchisee? And a lot of them said, listen, I don't want to lose my business. I'll take on that Blockbuster name and actually run my own shop as a franchisee, and then maintain it that way because that opened them up to all the the early release stuff that that Blockbuster got into. All the having it before you know anybody else and all this other stuff. Right. It also gave them a whole lot deeper pockets and name brand recognition rather than hey you got you know Bob and Sue's uh, you know video rental at the the local you know local corner store strip mall or whatever. If um, you've seen Clerks, it's the same theory. They have a uh, absolutely mom and shop mom and pop shop rental store next door. Yeah. Um, what's the other one? It's uh it's actually kind of a dark. Be kind rewind. Yes. Yeah. Kind of, that's yeah. a good underground like IFC that's, B-side movie too. Yes, it is. It is. Um that's one I actually watched not too long ago. Um just because it was like, okay, sure, like, you know, yeah, why not? It popped up on that the algorithm. Um with with my study of the kind of like the demise too. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to oh, listen boy. to a couple of Hardcore History episodes, and I want <laughs> you to do a Bar Culture Steven version of the rise and fall of Blockbuster. Because oh, that's I, what I, you're kind of doing now, and it's, I'm enjoying I, it. I, I have the Cliff's Notes, and I have modern modern oh, equipment. The Cliff Notes is great now. for this episode. Absolutely, dude, yeah. You were talking about singles projects. It, you yeah. could do it where you just pick a beer, you, you do your intro to the beer in the beginning, and you yeah. just drink that beer as you do your, as your, your, your monologue. No, just your monologue. So that 
You have to do that for the sake of the show because this could be great, and I will listen to it. I promise because I don't listen to most of our shows. Um, I, I actually have gotten out of the habit of listening to it. Oh yeah, uh, me too. No, I put it out. This goes out. By the way, people, this goes out unedited. We do not listen back usually. No, no. Uh, we the don't only time I listen it. to it is when I'm caught up on all my other podcasts. Everything else going on, and it's the yep. only one I have left. <laughs> um, like I said, they uh. They, they've done a lot, like, if you look at the overall blockbuster, um, kind of, I don't know if you would say path to failure, they've done a lot wrong. And, and there's a lot that we can learn just from, you know, the business aspect of it. Um, I actually, I do follow a lot of, like, business newsletters type stuff like that about different industries. And some of the ones that, like, I, like, just looking at the blockbuster thing and looking, there's businesses now that you would recognize I wrote down a couple um, that they kind of have that same that same mindset. Oh, Kmart. All of our customers, absolutely, yeah. Sears. Kmart slash Sears, which that's now the same company. Kmart bought Sears a few years back. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, but they're doing the same thing. How's they're not. Bloom, how's they're, Bloomingdale's doing? Uh, they're Bloomingdale's, Macy's, basically all the big box uh, retail chains are all in the same boat because they they can't be price competitive they can't beat the service of shipping it straight to your door without you know, monumental extra fees the you amazons know, of the world are you know killing who's gonna them. stand it you know who's gonna stand the test of time at least for a while who's the, that the two as far as big box like that yeah walmart yep target yep absolutely those are gonna be the two big swingers at the end but if you look, if you look at why though, why is because they've done everything they can to be an online presence. Yes, and, and that's has a very good online. I have never had anything shipped have, from them. But right, they have the convenience of which Amazon is trying to do. Amazon's mm-hmm. trying to do right is having a local pickup area. People, yeah. if you hear some weird chomping noises in the background, that is yeah, it's, it's just gonna so exactly. Yeah. Um, so He's... here's what happened with that, and I think we might retitle this episode "The Rise and Fall of um, of Industry Giants." Yeah, yeah. The um, like I said, but, there's there's a lot of going on still today. Um, but back to Walmart and Target. They both are super online friendly. Mm-hmm. If you type in anything, I don't care what it is, type in something on Walmart, whether you think they would sell it or not, it's going to pop up and it's going to show you. Walmart doesn't stock this, but our vendors do, and our vendors will ship it to us for you. Yep. I was looking, I forget what it was. It was something that not even like, I never never in a million years, oh, I was looking at a truck part the other day. Like I just typed, I had the part number, I typed it in online just to see, yep. hey, what what's the, just they the pay price. money? They pay good money to get on the top of ad space on the search. Absolutely, page. and the, one of the first results was Walmart, and I'm like, "There's no way Walmart has this." So I clicked on it, and they're like, um, "Not stocked at Walmart, but available from vendor." Blah blah blah. Allow like a week processing time, and they'll ship it. And they're like, "Choose your Walmart." Yeah, they're not the best for shipping. Here's what they're really good at. So, when I got my truck, okay. I, Went online. Mm-hmm. Actually, here's what I did. I went on my Guires. Okay. I wrote down everything I wanted to buy to do my weekly, semi-weekly detailing of my truck. Yep. And with that, I got 
some mixed results. Okay. Walmart was cheaper on like three items. Okay. Then Amazon. Mm-hmm. And they were pickup same day in store location. Yep. Amazon was two day shipping. They were cheaper. But they weren't cheap enough significantly to where I just wrapped the whole thing up at Walmart. Yep. And I did it on a Saturday at work. I sat at the mm-hmm. computer. It was slow. I hit, yep. you know, I did all the research. I hit it all in the cart. I went to Walmart. I hit pick up at, you know, three o'clock. Walked up to the counter. Yep. Showed them my email. Mm-hmm. They said, okay, no problem. Here's yep. your bags. It was paid for online. I just walked right out. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. It was perfect. Yeah. Amazon's trying that now where they have an option with Prime. Okay. A um, and that's free two-day shipping. They have a free two-day shipping. And they have a pickup at location. So now, is that with, like like the, the mail, like a mail post office or no? Where are they doing that at? No, no, no. Amazon is buying warehouses and they have Amazon pickups. So, with what they're doing with Prime is they're franchising delivery. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So they're and trying, they're called there's, FedEx and UPS, and that that's another one of my my researches blended into that. UPS and FedEx are losing percentages mm-hmm. of their overall market because Amazon has been able to figure out how to beat them at their own game. Well, here's what they're doing. They they were smart enough to figure out to stock non-perishable household items you buy weekly at a grocery store. Yeah. Making them cheaper if you put them... They're cheaper on Amazon. Yeah. They're cheaper even than that if you put them on a subscription. Which is you get like every month you get this amount. Yeah, every month you get you know auto bills you. Yeah, every month you get a six pack of uh, paper towels and a twenty four pack of toilet paper, whatever it is. Yeah, your your game your game fling in the laundry things, all that tie pods. They stock those in these local warehouses, and it's not super prevalent, but it's getting bigger. No, And and they franchise the warehouses out to people. They have to buy X amount of a certain type of, um, like, uh, van. They have a, they have, yeah, like a they have van. like, yeah, and they have like they a, have the Promaster delivery yeah. vans. And they'll have and same they day delivery out. on that. Where you could place it to just like, you know, okay, deliver, I'm at work, it's on your doorstep when you get home. You don't have to yep. go to the store. Provided your neighbors are trustworthy. Or do what I do, deliver to work, take it home. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I said, I, I do read a lot of different like market and business kind of newsletters and stuff like that. And uh, one of the other things that that like but I said, that's Am- what makes that's what makes Walmart a competitor with Amazon because when they saw Amazon doing that, they went, "Okay, yep. we'll do that. We'll yep. discount your online price, pick up in store, and guess what? We have 40, 50 years." How old's Walmart? I, I, I could not tell you even a guess. X amount of decades of exactly. local pickup locations already implanted. All we have to do is a quick blip of the system to the customer yep. service desk, straight to online pickup line. Yeah. Dude, it was. 
and five, it's still they already five stuck. minutes of parking, getting out, walking in, getting my stuff, getting back in my truck. Five minutes. Yeah. And, and I bet you, I bet you there's numbers. I bet you Walmart knows how many, what percentage of people doing those in-store pickups are like, oh, I'm here and I need to pick up bread or something else. I bet you the oh, app. I haven't even tested that because you have Instacart, which delivers yeah, to you. Exactly. But if they, if and we could probably do it right now if we wanted to. Um, yeah, if you could do your grocery shopping while you're got downtime at work to say pick up at six o'clock on the way home. Oh yeah. And they have it pre-shopped for you, and you pay online. All you gotta do is yep. walk in, show an email, and walk out. Hell yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, the article I was I was reading said um, that Amazon and FedEx had split ways because Amazon is doing your own shipping, and it said that Amazon is shipping forty eight percent of its own product already. Forty eight percent, like that's that's huge. Um, I saw the numbers, and if anybody loves like numbers and business and to see like trends and different things, there's a, a one of the ones. Like I said, I, I have a, a couple of them. One of the ones I have is called Morning Brew. Um, every morning you get like a little blurb on different different things. Uh, you can kind of select what you're into and what's you know what's interesting to you and what's not. Um, but um, Amazon itself, with when they were using FedEx, accounted for one percent of FedEx's uh, revenue in 2018. That's that's them just using everybody else's service. So imagine how much bigger that that company is going to get amazon that is is going to get when they just cut out the middleman they don't need fedex and fedex is obviously worldwide you know like they have their own airlines their own uh trucks their own warehouses their own sorting departments they're they're gigantic in and of themselves so you know that's a huge thing for a business to say hey listen i'm cutting out the middleman i'm doing it for me you're always going to do a better job for you than you would somebody else like that's that's guaranteed. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's <laughs> common sense 101. It seems like, um, like I said, there's there's a lot of a lot of interesting things that you can learn by what are they doing? What are successful companies doing that are growing even in the face of competition? And it's interesting to see how certain businesses approach it. Um, and one of the other ones that came to mind when I was doing more on the blockbuster side when I was thinking about it of businesses who are struggling to keep up with the times is Harley. You and I both like motorcycles. Um, Harley's one of these, these, it's an American institution um, that it's just, it's, it's got a name. It's got a legacy, but they've been struggling to keep up with the times. I don't know how they're going to struggle. Oh, we lost Steve. Oh, Everybody, we lost Steve. Let's see if we can get him back. Or we'll end it here because we're kind of at time. Okay, we have internet access. What the hell is going on? Hang up on Steve. Yeah, I know. I left the meeting. Sorry, folks. Trying to get Steve back online.
Okay. Um, hold on. Okay. Yo, I just had a brownout and everything flickered and knocked me totally offline. Okay, well, okay, I thought it was on my side. So, everybody, no, 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 no. hold on, like, time out, TV Steve. Went out, everything just went out, so. Time out, time out, Steve, we're still going. So, oh, nice. everybody, we're going to finish uh, Steve's, we're going to finish the episode because we're at about an hour, but we're going to have Steve on speakerphone because you had what now? Say again. I had a brownout, which is, is basically when the power goes out enough to flicker the lights and knock off your internet and everything else. And uh, it got me for my laptop, for my network, my TV, everything's off. So uh, I was in the middle of the rant and so rudely interrupted, as they say. So that's where, uh, that's what happened in the middle of my rant. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was talking about Harley when, when I got Yeah, we were talking about Harley. About what? Harley. Yeah, okay, so they're struggling themselves because they're not seemingly being able to keep up with the transit and bikes. Um, everybody right now who seems like they're, they're progressing in the motorcycle world is pushing more towards like the edgier sport race type look in their books. And Harley has always had that very classic, um, and most of their stuff is like they call a heritage uh, line, is, you know, the big full dress bikes and everything else. And then when they do bring out products that's different or new, it's kind of being shunned by like the all the older audience. You know, younger guys really like it. And there's some product that Harley's come out in the last decade that I love, like just beautiful bikes. Stuff that I is, you know, if I had the money, that's kind of another topic too. If I had the money, you know, I would definitely be into a bike here or a bike there because of the lines and because of how it looks. And it's not your, you know, your dad's or your grandfather's motorcycle, but it's still got the legacy and the name recognition of Harley. You know, they're putting out limited offerings. Um, the first big one that they came out with that was totally different than anything they had made in, in forever was the V-Rod. I think that came out in the, I want to say 2001, 2002, early 2000. Right, yeah. Yeah, and, it's about uh, right. You know, it, it was a big V-twin, totally different way of doing it, uh, totally different motor, totally different chassis, and completely different than anything else that anybody had put out, a big muscle bike. And then they came out with, like, the night rod, all the all the blackout, you know, treatment and everything. A big, burly, mean-looking, but it's still a Harley, and it still had that, hey, that's a cool Harley look. For me and a lot of other people, we really like that. But in the beginning, they really struggled with sales on it. The numbers were there, the, the performance was there, but the audience just kind of like, eh, because they're like, that's not traditional, that's not this and that. Um, more recently, they came out with another one, I think it produced it for, I want to say from 04 to 06, might have been a little bit later than that, um, was the, the Rocker C, which was... Uh, basically like a soft tail with a totally different look than what all the other soft tails looked like. You know, it had uh, like the free-flying seat. Um, it had a you know nice tucked wheel on the back and everything. And there's all types of mods that you can do. You can make it look more like classy or, you know, uh, more of a classic design as far as like how you styled the bike or if you put bags on it in certain 
certain styling cues you can still do and have that, that traditional look, but you can also really easily make it look like a more modern, like a street bike, uh, for lack of a better term, a street cruiser, let's call it a cruiser. Um, the, the newest one, which they just brought out this year, which is kind of weird because and yeah, you know, I didn't really hear anything of it, and then all of a sudden I see like all these like reviews of the new Harley, the new Harley. I'm expecting to see the Livewire, which is going to be their new electric bike that they're coming out with. Um, that's a totally different topic. I'll rant on a little bit. I've heard but about the, that. The new one that they just came out with is the uh, FXDR, which is um, I guess everyone's saying it stands for FX uh, Drag Racer DR. Um, and it's got a really sporty looking, almost looks like, for those of you into bikes, the, uh, the Ducati Diaval, I think is how you pronounce it. Um, it's got a very like sculpted seat that kind of free floats over the rear wheel and very muscular looking. Most of the engines, you know, pretty, pretty tucked in. It's got a nice big intake, Screaming Eagle intake on the one side. Just a really like totally dynamic looking bike, but at the same time, it's still Harley. Um, back in the late, I think it was the, the late 90s, early 2000s, Harley actually bought another company called Duel. And for a while, they had like a lot of kind of crazy looking designs. They had a, a uh, more of like a enduro type look, like a higher, taller bike. And most of them had like knobby tires. And then you could put bags on them if you wanted to do like a cross, you know, long trip with, with that. Um, there's a, uh, a one style that the Buell actually had like a, I don't know if it was plexiglass or what it was, but it was a clear gas tank. So you could actually look down and see how much gas you had by looking at the tank. Really, really cool idea, but they never really did anything with it when they had the chance. Um, a few years after they bought it, I want to say maybe five or six years after they bought it, they decided just to totally shut down production and halt it. But they had a lot of a lot of potential. They could have taken and made Buell like the sport side of Harley. They could have kept the traditional Harley, you know, the, the old school Ultra Glide and you know classics and Fat Boys and all that stuff. They could have taken left the Harley badging on that, and they could have taken and expanded themselves with the addition of Buell, and they could have taken it and totally blown up the market and still had the, the American heritage of Harley. You know. I think that the marketing let them down big. I think the designers let them down big because they were too stuck in the, oh, that's not Harley, when they could have said, listen, this is a new segment, this is a new market, this is somewhere where we can expand, we can grow our, our market, besides just being, oh, we're going to sell the same bike we've been selling for 30, 40 years. Um, I hope, I, mean, I, I think it's kind of un-American to root against an American company, you know. I hope that with the new um, Livewire, I hope that that opens up a new audience. I hope that the, the FXDR, like I said, it's a gorgeous look. I was looking at them the other day again, just watching reviews, and it's just like, it's a gorgeous bike. I mean, I love how it looks. I'm on the bigger side of life. Uh, yeah, I'm tall. Um, I'm not necessarily as slim as I could be, but... I'm, I, I can't wait to sit on one. I want to see how it feels and, you know, where, you know, what size it is, you know. I'm hoping it's not too small and maybe it'll be, you know, something I get in a few years down the road. But that's if they keep making them. And I think that's the other thing is that Harley bails out of new ideas too quickly. I know there's got to be a lot of research and development they're putting into these new products. But it feels like, you know, four years and all of a sudden they don't just refresh it or they don't update it. They just stop making it. And I don't know if that's done to kind of, 
you know, add to the collectability factor or kind of, you know, make that market wanted more and, oh, that bike's not available, I want to get one just so I can say I had one. I don't know why that is, but that's just a pattern or a trend I've seen, not like not just Harley, this is the example I'm talking about, but that's something I've seen before and it's just like, it feels like maybe you're, you're, you're cutting it off too short, you know, you're not... You're getting like the the leading edge customers, but you're not getting the ones that want that refined product or that updated product where they say, hey, listen, I couldn't go out and buy one when it was brand new, but I always liked it. And now that I have the chance to, I, w- I want to come back and, you know, I want to revisit that or, you know, re reapproach it now that I have, you know, maybe I, you know, I have a better job now or maybe, you know, I have the, just the financial stability where I can take and, you know, I can add that to, you know, my fleet of whatever I'm driving, you know? So I think that that's like the biggest struggle that if, if we want to call this business one-on-one, I think that's like you have to be able to, to be aware of what's going on around you, whether you think it's a threat or not. You have to be able to say, hey, that might affect how my, my customers and how my business is perceived. The, the lack of being able to do that is going to be your biggest freaking downfall. And, and it's not, it, it's going to hurt worse, you know, hindsight being 2020. Um, I, I did some research too. Um, if, for those of you back still keeping the blockbuster threads kind of in the, uh, the episode, I think that the, uh, I did some research on the last one and I was really interested to know the last blockbuster is still open. The last one in the universe is in Bend, Oregon. Um, I, I thought there was one in Alaska. And, again? I thought there was one in Alaska. No, it's in Bend, Oregon. And that was as of March of this year. They're, they're still open, uh, but the, it became the last one. The other one was in Perth, Australia. Uh, that was the second to last one. Um, but... It was interesting because I actually was started looking at the owners more than like, you know, the business side of it. And I thought it was really cool that the owners were actually franchisees. They actually own the Blockbuster and they actually have an agreement. DirecTV now owns the Blockbuster name and you can still quote unquote make it a Blockbuster night by renting movies on DirecTV's like, uh, I guess their boxes is kind of like a pay-per-view idea. Um, so they can't still have the name, but um, the owners and the operators of the last open blockbuster actually were entrepreneurs. They were actually owned their own store. And again, blockbuster came and said, listen, either you're going to become our franchisees or we're going to buy you out. And at the time they had four separate locations in, in Bend, Indiana, or Bend, Oregon, sorry. Um, they had four separate locations and they said, you know what? We don't, we're not ready to retire. We like what we do. And they were actually able to take and kind of keep that, because they were franchisees, keep that small business mentality, even though they had the name and the backing of Blockbuster. So as as the business changed, they changed too. Um, they were able to. They, they were able to stick it out. And it, that was really interesting to, for me to find out. I thought that was just really cool. Um, they had uh, some of the interviews so you can find uh, YouTube and stuff, different articles, uh, different news places have interviewed them. But the, the one thing that, that I could tell is that they they were there to make it work. And, like, they, they wanted to, to be able to cater to their customers. Blockbuster had a very rigid, very structure, I guess, if you want to call it that, very methodical way of, of handling business. 
And they were like, hey, listen, we've been doing this for years before Blockbuster came. And now that we're Blockbuster, we're still going to kind of do it our own way. Like, they they did a lot. Once Blockbuster folded, I think was 14 was when all the uh, corporate stores got closed. Um, once they folded, they kind of kept plodding on. And they're like, yeah, we have the Blockbuster name, but we're still kind of running it, you know, our own way. Um, they were talking about how they cut down a lot of expenses, a lot of costs, and just basically made it work. You know, it was really the the spirit of we're going to get through this and tough it out. Um, they've actually got locally, they're down to one store obviously now, but um, locally they have customers who are older and can't drive, can't get to the shop, and they actually have their own delivery service so that you call them up and, hey, I'll, you know, can you send me this movie, you know, whatever it is. And like I said, they've actually gone above and beyond. Um, so it was really cool, just like I said, I did some research on it. And it was just, it was just really cool to, that they were able to keep that, men, that mentality, you know, being able to change and adapt and kind of see this works better for us than, you know, what other stuff does. And for them to, to see that is just, uh, or for me to see that, it was just really cool that, you know, they've been able, for the most part, been able to kind of adapt and overcome to, you know, shift in the culture and then also the economy. Um, the one thing that I, that I thought was funny is that, that, you know, they still use the old Blockbuster technology. Um, for those of you who didn't work at Blockbuster, um, you know, the dot matrix printers uh, that all the receipts and everything were printed up on, the, uh, the membership cards, again, like the old school printers, um, the computer system was archaic. Like, it was like pretty awesome. Do, DOS, do you know how long I walked around with a Blockbuster membership card in my wallet it has to have been within the last four years i took it out i just saw mine not too long ago and it's like i was i was thinking about trying to pull it out and see the, what year it was i was there but um yeah like and that's one of the things they said is that you know we have we have to have um when they reboot the system like to, to restart the, their system it's not like server-based it's actually a floppy disk. All the program, all the, the programming is done on floppy disk. They said that the uh, the receipt printer is broken, the dot matrix printer, and then the printer for the uh, the cards itself are also broken. But they can't get any parts. They say they used to be able to get them all from Radio Shack, but Radio Shack closed what like what a few years back. You know, it's like yeah, it's been a it, while. Yeah, so it, it it's been a lot of changes that have happened. Um, the other thing which I thought was hysterical is that I, I didn't realize this, that the, and I do now thinking about the back office, all the data back up, like all like the, what well, we would just say to a, you know, the offsite server for an updated, you know, business, uh, all their data, all their, their, um, their receipts and register stuff is done on a reel to reel data tape and nobody makes those anymore. They say they're still using the original ones from when Blockbuster came and said, hey, you, you know, we're either going to buy you or franchise you, you know. Um, and again, nobody makes those there. It's because they've not changed. It's, so it's kind of funny to see that, listen, they're making it work, you know. Um, for as much as, as they've been able to adapt and overcome and, and change, there's still some remnants of that dinosaur, you know, as far as the, the actual... Uh, tools that, that they're using. It's, it's pretty interesting to see that it's a hybrid, you know? So there's my rant on that. Um, I'm sure we're probably half an hour in, right? 
Oh, that's a good rant. I am actually um, uh, doing the description for this episode because we got to publish as soon as we're done here. Wonderful. So, um, uh, you can keep talking because I'm trying to finish the sentence. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> Are you still typing now? Oh, I was saying? typing through the whole thing. I got the whole, all I got to do is stop recording and, uh, and upload. And we're pretty awesome. much good to go. Um, if you if you want to go for another few minutes on something, we can do that. There as you go. I put and some... I'll do a little bit of wrap up. Um, All right. For those of, for those of you looking to get into any type of business, Don't be aware of your surroundings. It's almost like driving. Like you have to know what's in front of you. You have to know what you're doing, and you have to know what's going on around you, beside you, and behind you, because there's always changes. Um, it, it, I, I love this type of stuff. I love being able to look at like case studies. And oddly enough, when I was in school, it was the one class that I just dreaded because I never felt like I was prepared to bring anything good to the table. Like everybody saw things differently from their backgrounds or you know business experience or how you know they experienced things through their parents' businesses. And that was something that I never freaking felt comfortable in that class. It's a class I really liked, and I really learned a lot, and it always made me kind of, like, wish I had, like, more experience behind me in it, but, you know, the, the case studies, and there's so many to be had, um, like I said, I enjoy this stuff, the, um, like I said, the, the other I mentioned before, I think it was before the power outage, maybe not, um, there's a, a newsletter, a business-based newsletter, you can uh, check out, and I'm sure there's many of them. If you have others, please send them over to us. Uh, but the one that I actually do look at quite a bit is called Morning Brew, and it's kind of like a, a snapshot of all the different trends, uh, market trends, housing trends, business trends, and then you know subsects of the different types of business technology and everything else going on. Um, it's something that you know I've. You know, I haven't actually, you know, used it per se as far as any of my, my personal businesses or side projects, but it's something I look at and I just, I still find it interesting. Um, again, because it's, it's different aspects, it's different perspectives on what's going on around you. And business-wise, that's never a bad thing. If you know what's going on in other markets, you might be able to see patterns that affect your market and your business and your, your customers. Um, even though they, you, know, you can't per se, you know, Google search and see, you know, why is my business changing? And, you know, it, it allows you to see different patterns, and so that's uh, that's something that, like, that I enjoy in my free time. I look at that type of stuff. Um, I don't necessarily watch markets or uh, you know economies or anything like the S and P or anything like that. Um, you know, I have have looked at it for you know class business classes. Uh, reasons like that, but I've never done any personal stuff on it. Sometimes I've always been interested in. But um, like I said, there is a ton of information out there. Um, that's that's pretty much where we're at here. All so right. The beer goes. Beer's yeah. the beer's good. Um, I, I want another one. Beers. I need to eat dinner. <laughs> um, we I, are I I, over an hour. We're about at an hour twenty. It was a good wrap up. I am ready to save and publish. So, Wonderful. you want to wrap up on the beer? Well, with that, I'll say with that, I'm about halfway through my second one because I grabbed it after the power went out. Mm. So, 
I'm going to uh, say goodnight and uh, thank you for another good episode. Like I said, we enjoy feedback. Hit us up at bcpubcast at gmail.com. Um, we also have um, Instagram, which is where we've tried to be more active there. Uh, we will definitely post that meme of the, uh, the blockbuster scented candle, which started this entire rant episode. And I'm sure we'll throw up a couple photos of the uh, grapefruit shanty and uh, just, uh, you know, enjoy the rest of this and then uh, take and cruise into the, the weekend. So there's uh, plenty of other stuff coming our way. We definitely do the surprise drinks from, uh, from Michigan. And then uh, you said that there's a stout as well, right? Yep. So we got those coming up for you. Um, and thank you again for listening. Give us some feedback. Let us know what you're thinking, what you're getting into, what you're liking, what you're not liking. Give us, let us know what's going on. And give us input. This is an open forum. Uh, you know, we have the microphones, but you have the keyboards. So hit us up. Let us know what's going on. And uh, we look forward to talking to you next time. All right. Say goodbye, Stephen. Goodbye, ladies and gentlemen. See you, folks. <laughs>